Jose Ramirez and Jose Pedraza. That'd be a good one. Josh January. Taylor in February. January 1. I mean, you got Luis Ortiz. That's a pay-per-view. I don't know how well. That's pay-per-view? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Against that one pay-per-view. dude. Uh, What's his name? Charles Martin. Charles Martin. He's yeah. wag. And so was Ortiz. Ortiz is not wag. Yes, he is. He's not wag, though. <laughs> he just, he's not wag. Ortiz he's just old. He's 42 second, years old. He's a he's like a, a second or third tier heavyweight in an era with no heavyweights. Man, if Ortiz could have gotten that political asylum from, from Cuba like 20 years ago. <laughs> he could have been a beast. <laughs> no, Ortiz, he can box, man. He's just, I mean, 42. Gary, Gary Russell fights in the January. Hmm. Yeah. Who's he fighting? Uh Mark Magsayo. Magsayo. Keith Thurman is February fifth. Keith Thurman it seems like he fights like once every two years. Yeah. He only fights mandatories. <laughs> Daniel Jacobs has a fight coming up. Do, do you go to work except for when they make you? Go. Yes. Ring Kings podcast episode uno. Oh no! Oh no! All right, look, 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 man. This is this is this is the superpowers. Okay, this is superpowers coming together. Lunch break, hot take, off the record podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. we got OTR Mike. I'm Jose. That's Brodney. Okay, we're here to bring you the boxing the the the, the boxing topics that you need that you need. Okay, you didn't mm-hmm. know you needed it until we started talking about it. All right, mm-hmm. episode one, man. We're here to have a lot of fun, man. Mikey, how you doing? I'm good, man. Listen, this is the most organized podcast I've been a part of. <laughs> but I love my guys that are off the record. Immediately, <laughs> the boxing podcast is starting beef. Immediately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. <laughs> I had to jab at my guys, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, man, you're throwing jabs on a boxing podcast. That's perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> B, how's it going, man? Man, it's going all right. Uh, just went through that boxing schedule, and it looks like it's not going to be uh, too exciting for the next few months here. So we we can get a, a nice a nice rolling start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, look. Um, first episode. You know, new channel and everything. And, um, you know, if you're following us on our, our respective podcast, you know, me and B, we do Lunch Break Hot Take. Uh, it's a sports uh, pod- podcast. We also talk boxing on there. You know, Mikey does off the record um, with, with uh, our other brothers, Brandon, Alex, Quan. Right. You know, they, they talk about all kinds of stuff. Right. Uh, but we got together and we decided we want to do something more focus on boxing because all three of us love boxing but uh, we want to give you a perspective more so on the casual side look there's a lot of great boxing podcasts out there a lot of great boxing YouTubers out there and they're very knowledgeable right um, so um, ain't really a competition with them we just want to kind of give you a, a different uh, take look we uh, we love the sport uh, we, uh, we are avid watchers but I, we still look at it from more of a casual fan type of uh, side. Have, we we want to have fun with it, so we're going to talk about this stuff. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? You know, you can you can uh, tweet at us. We have a, a Twitter account, and um, 
Instagram, okay? And it's right above this overlay that I just made on the fly there, okay? At Ring Kings Pod is where you can find us, all right? Um, okay, so where do you want to start? We want we want to go with the... You want to talk some Errol Spence? You want to talk some some Paul Brothers? Well, let's say the, the biggest thing in boxing right now, right? Uh, the guy who's taking over the sport, Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah. okay? That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. I heard I heard there would be no boxing without Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start it off. Okay, so look, the Paul Brothers have definitely found um, a niche for themselves in this sport. Right. Um, I like to I like to call it boxing entertainment, if you will. Right. Not really boxing, but boxing entertainment. Um, they've made a living off of fighting, you know, retired boxers, mainly retired uh, MMA fighters. And uh, if you ask me, in my opinion, I think it's a, it's a little staged. But look, they put on a show and uh, they sell they sell tickets. They sell pay-per-views. Uh, recently, Jay Paul just fought Tyron Willie for the second time and uh, he won in a knockout. OK, I'm putting I'm putting that in, in quotation marks because I don't believe he actually got knocked out. But, you know, but that that's what uh, gets people talking. Right. Is it real? Is it not real? Did, did Tyron really actually lose to this YouTuber? Right. So, I mean, I think it's perfect marketing on their part. But the question is, is this good for the sport of boxing? You know, I, I don't know that it's good or bad for boxing. It's great for the Paul brothers. You know, uh, they're, they're, I mean, they were, they were, they were mega stars before, right? They had 20 yeah. million uh, YouTube followers or subscribers. A piece, a piece. Yeah, 20 a piece. million subscribers, a piece. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they were already, they're already rich. They can do what they want, but they're, they're, they're building their name even more. Uh, so, I mean, it's fine for them. And, I, and I'm sure that this is kind of a, maybe like a, a childhood dream of theirs, right? To be kind of professional athletes. And they get to do it now just because of who they, who they are on YouTube. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, I think it's really good for the people that they fight. Uh, it's not great for them on Twitter, you know, yeah. but Teron Woodley, you know, uh, uh, Ben Askren, you know, they made more money in those fights than they'd ever made fighting. Yeah. Uh, Teron Woodley made a few million dollars. Ben Askren was, I believe, a half a million dollars, which was a bigger purse than he'd ever gotten in an MMA fight. That's crazy. Uh, you know, even a guy like Nate Robinson, I mean, he made more money playing basketball, obviously. But, you know, he, he had the chance to get in the rain, do something that, that he'd kind of always wanted to do. So, I mean, I think it's it's good for everybody involved. It makes a lot of uh, boxing fans really angry on Twitter, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in that sense, then I would say it's it's OK. It's, it's good for boxing in the sense that a lot of these people who you just named weren't getting paid half of what they getting paid now so and he's doing it from i think he's if you noticed in the ring and all over the, the telecast it was mvp promotions or something like that and i think that's what the paul brothers have started they signed the, the female boxer that fought on the car too she seems to be doing well um, yeah, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, she's—I think she's in line to fight for the uh, for a title in her next fight. Yeah, and um, and she was very, very thankful to the Paul brothers. So I think behind the scenes, they're doing something different as far as you know, uh, not taking as much money from these fighters, you know, making sure these fighters get more money than they've ever gotten thus far. So I think it's good in that sense. 
but then it does add a, a WWE aspect to it. <laughs> and uh, and I'm a boxing parent, so like I, I love the sport, and I don't want to see it get watered down at all. So yeah. I'm torn with that. You know, I'm I'm happy that these you know these guys, these boxers, these women, they're getting they're getting their due, getting paid. Um, but damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's that's why I call it boxing entertainment. Right. Because, you know, it's a side show. Like he's not a real boxer. He's not fighting any real boxers. I mean, Logan Paul. Yes. Logan Paul had an exhibition with with Floyd Mayweather. And that's all it was. Right. Like that wasn't even they weren't even keeping score. And obviously we're going to keep score because like you look at the punches stats. I mean, you watch the fight. It, you know, clearly he, he didn't belong in a ring with them, even though he was twice his size. You know, uh, people will point out on on uh Twitter and, and social media that it looked like Floyd Mayweather may have actually knocked him out on his feet and he held him up to, <laughs> to finish the fight. Um, yeah, I mean that's just it, that was just a sparring match. Um, Jake Paul is is giving you more of that uh you know that WWE vibe to it. Like yeah, I'm gonna tell you it's real. I'm we're gonna go through all the motions that it's real, but. You know, we have we have this understanding with the you know me and, the, and my my dance partner that I'm I'm gonna win at the end of at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's it's entertainment. Uh, I honestly think it's more of an indictment on UFC, right? Because you know, yes, it started with Nate Robinson. I honestly think Nate Robinson might have gotten the short end of the stick. He, I don't think he really got anything out of this. He just got knocked out. <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't seen Nate since then. I haven't <laughs> seen him since either. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, Ben Askren, uh, Tyron Woodley, I mean, especially Tyron Woodley, he was a great USC fighter, great welterweight mm-hmm. champion for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he never saw a check like he saw these last two fights. Ben Askren, um, I mean, he wasn't in USC for long, but he was he was an accomplished uh, MMA fighter. Uh, Five hundred thousand was more than he's ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. And he had Jake Paul constantly calling out Dana White, saying, "You don't pay your fighters." Um, I think that's more telling of what's going on over at UFC that he can just keep getting MMA fighters to take these fights. Now he's calling out Jorge Masvidal, and. You know, Masvidal tried to front a little bit, say, oh, well, uh, you, you know, you, you don't pay enough for me to get in the ring. And he pulled his card. He said, yo, I'll, I'll give you five million dollars. Um, and you've never made that type of money from a fight. Like and, and that's facts. Right. That That's facts. So um, will Jorge Masvidal be next? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped in the ring with Jake Paul and, and took a dive, you know, just like everybody else, because it's easy money like they don't actually have have to train for it you know if you watch ben Askren when he fought he didn't even he didn't get in any kind of shape he just jumped in the ring took a dive and went home with his money right so it's it's the easiest money they've ever seen and i think that makes dana white look bad overall because you're not taking care of your fighters yeah um oh ben Askren, they called him a bag of milk Uh, but (laughs) no you're, you're, you're absolutely right the ufc fighters i mean if you watch their broadcasts uh they're out there begging uh to, to to win those those bonuses you know the fight of the night knockout of the night submission of the night yeah and and it's it's i mean i don't want to say fifty thousand is not a lot of money because i mean that that's a ton of money to me but these are professional athletes on the biggest on the biggest stage at the highest level that's nothing you know uh you have guys like uh sean sean o'malley who is a, a a rising star, right? And he has a huge following, you know, the sugar show and all this. He's a big personality. And he's just flat out saying, you know, because people criticize him for, for having kind of bottom of the card fights. You know, he hasn't had any main events. Um, you know, why aren't you fighting the top guys in your division? And he said, 
they don't pay me enough on my current contract to take those kind of fights. Yeah. So, you know, after, after this contract is up, you know, and we kind of renegotiate, then maybe I'll start going after those fights, but it's not good to constantly have your fighters publicly talking about how little money they're making and how they need to be making more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. With the, with, with, with Jake Paul, uh, you know, and, and, and Logan to an extent. I mean, Logan, I think is he was just kind of doing it for fun. I don't think that he's really getting back in there again. Right. But with Jake Paul, I mean, yeah, you know, like you said, he's putting pressure or at least attempting to put pressure on on the UFC. Um, and he he's making a lot of money for himself, a lot of money for these fighters. And and listen, they're 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 fun events, right? So I, I don't I don't have any problem with it. Uh, you know, you go out there, you put on the show. Uh, the people who are big Jake Paul fans are happy. You know, the, the guys who get paid are happy. And, and look, the only people who are unhappy are the people who would never watch it to begin with. That, that's an excellent point because um, Ariel Hawani, he was on the Dan Levitar show and he was arguing with one of uh, Dan Levitar's producers, right? Because the guys, he's saying this all, all the things like, oh, you know, it, it, it cheapens the sport. It hurts the sanctity of boxing and all this stuff, right? You know, it's not good for the sport. And Ariel Hawani asked him, he was like, hey, Arthur better be be a, a fought this this last Saturday. Did you watch it? And he's like, no. And he's just like, no, of course you didn't watch it because you don't care about boxing like that. So why right. does why does Jake Paul <laughs> fighting hurt? You know, like, why is it? Why are you so bothered by that? You're not a boxing purist. He's like, if you're if you stay up until 11 o'clock on Saturday night to watch Arthur better be a fight, then, yes, you can you can comment on it. But if you're not doing that. You know, just you know, t- you know, accept it for what it is. It's entertainment. You know. You know, I, I've I've said this to Jose before. He he disagrees with me on this, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to stick to it. A much bigger fraud, a, a much bigger uh, a problem with with boxing than Jake Paul is guys like uh, no, I can't even remember the dude's name. Uh, oh, Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton, oh who went, who, who won 40, 40 straight fights or however many it was, all of them in England, suddenly gets to come over to the U.S. and and get a big time fight against the best, one of the best fighters of all time, and, you know, and Floyd, and then also a fight against Pacquiao. It wasn't all that, of a sudden. Like he fight, he he beat Costa Zoo. A sham. He beat Costa Zoo when Costa Zoo was done boxing. Costa Zoo sat down on his stool okay, and said, right, "You know what." That's all right, all right. But if if you're being real, if you're being real, like most of your up and coming fighters, like your your rising stars, that's how they start out. Like they they string together a bunch of wins, and they beat somebody with a noble name, but somebody that's that's kind of fallen off a little bit, right? Um, and then they start taking you know those those top tier fights. But you know, look, I mean, but you want to look the difference is, but but no no. No, no, no. Look, look, the thing with Costa Zoo is, yes, Costa Zoo, he literally retired right after that fight. But we didn't think he was washed to that point. You know, like he, he had just beaten Zab Judah not, t- not too long uh, prior to that. So, no, I think that was a good win for him. I, I think Ricky Hatt was a good fighter. He just didn't belong in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's literally head beating everybody. Into a turnbuckle. You, talk, you, you want to talk about WWE? <laughs> head first into the turnbuckle. Look, look. He still, th- he, for some reason, he thinks that he won the fight. Oh, he got cheated. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, yeah, he, I don't he, know he, how either. Um, <laughs> it was pretty bad. We're gonna have to do an episode on that on on boxing on boxing frauds. <laughs> Who are the frauds in boxing? <laughs> that might be our next episode. <laughs> I mean, some people, some people might 
put Ryan Garcia on that list, right? Yeah. I, I, we, we've heard some fans say that he's just more interested in punching celebrities on on Instagram. Shout out to Deshaun. Do we want to talk about that? The, the next great, uh, the, or the, the next uh, big lightweight fight? Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I mean Okay. All right. I'll, I'll put that up the right next. now. I mean, you've got, we're, we're talking about the lightweight division. You're really talking about 130 to 140. Like it's three divisions, but boxing is kind of you know mm. weird about how they do it. So you, you're talking about Tank Davis, uh, Virgil Ortiz, Vasily Lomachenko, uh, Tiafimo Lopez, uh, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody there, but I mean it's a it's a a big crop of, of really exciting. No, I said Ortiz. Okay. Uh, of really exciting up and coming fighters. They're all outside of Tank and Lomachenko. They're all very very young. Uh, they haven't really started fighting each other yet, uh, but we we kind of expect that to happen over the next year or two. Um, for me, I think it's it's Tank's division right now. I think that he would beat pretty much any of those guys uh, a few of them I think he'd win because he has more experience um, guys like Lomachenko I think that I mean I think he'd knock Lomachenko out uh, I yeah. think he's too 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 strong for him uh, and Lomachenko wouldn't be able Lomachenko wouldn't have that big speed advantage that he has against a lot right. of guys right. and he doesn't have the power to hurt him Right, yeah, that, that's the thing, and I said this before. Lomachenko, I mean, we're not trying to take anything away from him. He's a good fighter. I think he's he's been overhyped, but he's a he's a really good fighter. But his quickness is what gives him an advantage in most in most fights. But if he's fighting somebody that's just as quick as him, it neutralizes it. He starts to look a little average. You, you know what I mean? Like he's still a good boxer but like those when you're fighting other boxes that can that can move like you move um then it looks a lot different jacob what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) oh okay yeah you can have a seat you can have a seat um but um yeah lomachenko i i I have him at the bottom i know you you think he would be um not stevenson um haney you think he would be Devin haney uh i like haney man i I think haney um his only thing is he needs to stop focusing so much on being a a knockout artist and just focus on just being a skilled boxer like he don't have the power maybe that's something he he can uh, get later on but right now he don't have it you know you don't need to have it all right the knockouts will come with with good placement of the punches, you know, in the right fighter. And you know, some fighters you just can't knock out. All right. So you got you gotta remember that too. Should we add Cambosis to the list? I don't think we yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did forget Cambosis, yeah. which is kind of you know, I, I apologize, George. I mean he he does have all the belts yeah. at lightweight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Gar- Garcia is at the end of the list for me. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's I, I do think he's a good fighter. Uh, I think he's skilled, um, but Canelo recently confirmed the things that I, I personally saw on my own watching him fight and watching him on Instagram and social media. Like, he's just not invested into his craft like the others are, you know? And um, and I think when you are in the ring across from any of the other names that we named, you can't you can't slip at all. With these guys, especially the main guy that he calls out, which is Tank, you cannot be off your game one bit against Tank, right? Because 
you know what happened to him with Luke Campbell? He got up and he won the fight. But he's not going to get up if he slips like that with Tank. No. So no. Um, he's at the bottom for me. Lomo, you know, we probably going to piss a lot of people off on this channel because I know for well, I know me and, and you and I, Jose, aren't the, the biggest Lomo fans or believers. I do think no. he's a bit of a hype job, but um, and I think he got exposed against uh, Teo. Um, mm-hmm. But he's also, I, I don't want to take away from he is a good fighter, but I think Tank, I, I do, I think Tank would beat him. I think Haney, it wouldn't be a cakewalk with Haney, but, you know, Haney, I see some things in Haney that I would like to see him improve on, so I don't, um, it's I that one was not as easy to predict, but yeah, yeah I would take it. I, I could see Lomo. I could see Lomo exploiting some of his mistakes. Um, but overall, man, it, I think this is the division of boxing right now, and it's we're gonna see a lot of moving and shaking within that division. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll be all eyes on that division for a while, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, because I think those guys—they're all young outside of uh, outside of Lomachenko. Um, but I think they've done a good job building their brands, you know, hyping up the fights, hyping up um, future fights, right? Um, it, it's frustrating. That's this. This is what's frustrating about boxing is that you know you have to wait. It's it's the waiting game. Right. But completely understand. I completely understand it because. That's how you get super fights. That's how you get big fights, mm-hmm. right? That anticipation. And that's all they're doing right now is just, hey, let me just, you know, keep going out there, building my fan base and, you know, showcasing my skills. And then we start making these fights happen because what you're hearing now is just who's going to be the A side, right? A lot, a lot of these fights. Well, well, my fight did this many numbers. My fight did this many numbers, right? And those numbers are growing. So it's going to happen soon. I, I hope we can get a fight this year. Well, next year in 2022. Like, who do you guys think w- would be the most likely to uh, pair the fight? So uh, for me, I, I think that, you know, I, I agree with you. They're all kind of taking their time, uh, trying to build themselves up, trying to get that super fight down the road, which is why I think that all of them are kind of lining up to to be the guy who takes out Ryan Garcia because he's a big name. They all know they can beat him. And, and that's just going to it's going to, you know, it's going to propel their own brand um, in terms of what I think will happen. I don't know. I don't know about Garcia, but I think. What I want to see happen is Lomachenko against Cambosis. I want to see Loma go in there and get his belt back and then set up a fight with Devin Haney with those two. Uh, um, okay. I don't know that that will actually happen, but that, that would be kind of my pick uh, for how that lightweight goes for next, for the, you know, the next year, one to two years. Okay. What about you, Mikey? <laughs> I, I do think it's, I do agree with B. I think it is a race to the belts. <laughs> and I think um, I think Cambosis will be a part of the next big fight one way or another because uh, everybody wants to get those those straps. I yeah. personally think that it will be Haney and Cambosis. And then I think the winner of that will get a shot at Loma or Loma will get a shot at them. Okay. Um, and then that will possibly set up a fight maybe with Tane. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know, we we already know if it's. Let's just say Lomachenko wins. We know that Aram and and, and Floyd 
Damn, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, how that is. Man, that you know, you bring up a good point. If Haney and Cambosis fight first, right? Um man, like the winner of that, either way, because it can't both just beat Tiafimo and Haney back to back. That's going to propel him. You know, yeah. and let's be real, man, like him fighting Lomachenko, two white fighters fighting for the for, for a title, <laughs> right? Like, that's going to like that's gonna be huge, and you know, yeah. ESPN is going to promote the hell out of that. Yeah. Um, and if Lomachenko were to win, whether it was Haney or Cambosis, right? Get the belts back. You know, you're, look, that's ESPN's guy. That's top rank. You know, they, they partner with ESPN. So the hype job's going to be right back on. But then the problem's going to be getting other fights done, right? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have those other fighters. And yeah, uh, Bob Arum and Floyd and um, and um, uh, Al Heyman, they don't work with with uh, Bob Arum, right? Like they don't work together. So it, it's just hard. That, that's why Bud Crawford, who we're going to talk about in a minute, that's why, you know, he spent most of his career not fighting the other top fighters in, in his weight class because they don't, they're not top rank, you know? So that's that would be problematic. But man, that that would be something. Yes, if if Cambosis and, and Haney fight first, that would be uh man, that that was a big fight between that winner and Lomachenko. Yeah. So and and so I, I just want to ask ask this. Like ultimately, let's say five, six, seven years down the line, who do you all think is the kind of uh king of the the the, the lightweights that are of this of this crop of fighters? For me. I think that it's going to be Shakur Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, Tank and Loma, you know, they'll, they'll they'll start mixing it up, you know, over the next couple of years because they're getting a little bit older, right? Uh, I think Loma will beat Cambosis if he fights him. Like I said, I think he, he would overwhelm Haney. Uh, I think he, he would probably stop Haney just because of, of, of the overwhelming amount of punches. Um, I think that once, you know, all those guys start really mixing it up, Shakur Stevenson moves up and I think he's more talented than all of the guys who are at that level right now. And I think he can go on a, you know, a Canelo style run of just, you know, I'm coming for your belt. Then I'm coming for your belt. Then I'm coming for your belt. Um, Yeah, I think. um, So Teofimo is already talking about moving up. Uh, Tank has already moved up. You know, he kind of floats, you know, back and forth. Um, Yes, six years from now, like, those guys will just be heavier fighters, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't even think you'll, I don't think you'll ever see Sikorsi Houston fight Teofimo or Tank Davis. So they'll they'll be out of the picture for that reason. I think they'll move up and dominate whatever divisions they're in. I would love to see Teofimo and Tank fight one day. Um, That might be a possibility, but, like, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think those guys will fight most of these fighters. Like they're talking about, but they, I don't think they will because they're already moving up. These other guys aren't moving up. Lomachenko ain't moving, moving up anymore. Right? Well, Lomachenko's not, but I think the other guys can. It's not that big a jump to the next division. You know, it's it's five pounds. So I think uh, I think Stevenson could catch up with them. Uh, you know, maybe. I you know maybe you know, he never gets in there with Loma because he's he's already old. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Tank, you know, maybe he doesn't he doesn't there, but. I think that Tiafimo and the rest of the guys will still be kind of hanging around and, and they're young enough that, that he will, uh, once he's, he's in his prime, he'll be able to, to make matches with all those guys. Yeah. Because I've already heard people say, well, you know, tanks should fight Bud Crawford. Right. Um, and I can, but I can see them trying to 
you know, push Tank in that direction to move up heavier to fight those guys. Like he ain't gonna fight Bud Crawford now. Like that's not gonna happen. Like I think it was yeah. like a ten pound difference or whatever. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Um, but later on, you know, we'll see where everybody's at in their careers. You know, Tank is a little bit older. Um, you know, he he adds some more weight. Uh, you know, that that's a possibility that you know he he creeps into that division. I mean, uh, uh, who's that kid that he just he he knocked out? He's fighting Keith Thurman. Uh, pretty soon, Barrios, Mar- Barrios, Barrio, Barrio, Barrio. right? Yeah. You know, so um, I mean, I can see him moving, moving that far up, but yeah, Stevenson, uh, Haney, you know that, you know those guys, definitely not uh, Mikey Garcia, you know. Yeah, what, what happened to you? Mean Ryan? Well, you mean Ryan, Ryan was, Mikey Garcia? I mean Ryan. But Ryan, I mean, Ryan. even saying Mikey, like, what happened to him? Like. He took that payday with Spence, and then it's just like, yeah, he lost his last fight. And I was just yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, <sighs> I don't know. He's a very accomplished fighter. Maybe he's at the point where he's just like, I'm not motivated anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you, I don't, I don't. it's always it's the famous line that uh, I think Riddick Bowe said when he lost to um, was it Busted? Who be Riddick Bowe? I know who you're talking about. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Hold on. But when he said it's kind of hard to train in silk, <laughs> silk robe and silk boxers, <laughs> like you get you get that money, man, and it's hard to. Galata. He lost a Galata. <laughs> or or Mathis. Are you talking about Mathis? Buster Mathis? Oh, yeah. Buster Mathis. Yeah. Buster yeah. Mathis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to answer uh, Brodney's question, I agree with you with, with Stevenson. Like, I think Stevenson has the skill. Uh, I think he's supremely, supremely talented. He hasn't shown power yet. And if he has that in him, um, and I think he got caught up in that before the last fight with with Herring, that every fight before that, I think he was getting caught up in that, like, oh, I got to knock these guys out, like, like you say Haney does. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he fought uh, Herring, like, he showed that, like, Okay, look, I'm gonna just outbox it. Too. I'm gonna just school him. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's that's what he did. So I I I agree. I agree with that. But my question to y'all is how how far do you see some of these guys moving up? Like how far? What do you think Tank ends up at? What do you think Tiafimo ends up at? Um, when it's all said and done, like how 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 heavy you think they'll eventually fight at? I think. You know, assuming everything is fine with Tiafimo, uh, assuming he's okay health-wise, uh, I think I can see him and Tank ending up at 147 uh, at some point. I, I don't know that maybe they'll 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 stay there, but I think you know they, they can move up there and, and and have you know fights and and you know be moving in between divisions still. Um, Stevenson, I don't really think he moves past 140. Yeah. Um, tank or not tank uh, Lomachenko he's he's at his limit now yeah uh, so. he's not he he doesn't have the 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 power to to even think about moving up again so no, he, and, and you know he's, and he's older and he's already he's already moved up yeah he's at 135 yeah uh he, he's moved up several times already he he's nearing the end of his career so I mean he he's at where he's at yeah. um Devin Haney man like if you if you just look at Devin Haney like he looks big yeah like he looks like a guy who can move up 
several more classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that's a good idea for him, though, uh, because, I mean, you've seen, I know Jose also disagrees with this. I think he, he was in trouble in his last fight. Uh, he was in he was in deep trouble in his fight before that with Linares. So I don't think that he really wants to go up uh, too much further than where he's at right now and, and fight guys with heavier hands. He, that's that's what I mean. Like I've I've seen the same thing with Haney. Like I've seen him in fights where he seems to be in trouble at times, and it's like, uh, like I mean, he pulls through, and that's good. But there are people. I think it might have been Tim Bradley, if I'm not mistaken. But there are people that believe that he should move up. They feel like 135 is too small for him. Okay. And it's draining and it, maybe it, kind of fills out and yeah, 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 yeah. And that one, you know, him dehydrating down the to one thirty five is 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 holding possibly holding his power back. There are some that say that, but okay, um, okay, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but like you said, he does seem to be a bigger guy that yeah. could possibly move up one forty or so, and you know, but. I don't know. Like you said, that is what come moving up comes with heavier hands. So that's that's got to be a careful uh, uh, toe in the water type of situation, yeah. right? Like you got to pick the right opponent and and put on a little extra weight and see how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fight pick somebody who who you really think doesn't have much chance of of of, of upsetting you. Uh, also, you don't want to move up to one forty and fight one of the top guys. But also, you know, moving up will give him an advantage with his quickness too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I have your guys, he you know he's already fast, right? and you know it, that might help him. Like you said, like him filling up. You know, he might feel more natural that way. His quickness will be more effective against those 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 heavier guys. Maybe, maybe, you know, but that is look for now. He's still super young. You know, there's some things just in his his skill set that he needs to clean up. So that's first. Right. Which is why I don't like him worrying about his 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 punching power. He needs to focus on defense. Right. Um, because that's all it is. It's just sometimes he gets a little lazy and gets caught. Uh, focus on not getting hit, right? Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? But yeah, he could possibly move up. Um, yeah, the rest of these guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna be 147 is probably the limit for most of the most of them. And I really only see Tank going that far up. But then that begs the question, right? Because that's welterweight. You know, you got yeah. that young kid Xander Zayas coming yeah. up. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my guy right there. That's yeah. my guy. But you know, this is all kind of uh, you know just, I mean, wild speculation about these these lightweights, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all 23, 24 years old. They're, they they haven't fought each other. I think that people getting excited for you know them to start fighting each other next year is even premature. Mm-hmm. I think we're still a couple of years away from from the the younger guys really you know taking on those top fights, uh, but like like you said, because you want to really build them up, you want them in their prime, you want to get those super fights, yeah. uh, which is what we have kind of on the table at 147 uh, with Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, mm-hmm. but you know and Bud Crawford is out, he's away from Aram now. Uh, and it still seems as though it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about it, man. Errol Spence. Is he ducking Bud Crawford? <laughs> I don't think so. I, no. I, I don't think so at all. Errol Spence, uh, I, you know, personally, I thought that he would beat Bud Crawford. Me too. Um, 
but you know, this is one of those things. A lot of fans like say, "Oh, you know, you're running. You're scared of this guy. You're scared of that guy." None of these guys are scared of anybody, no. right? Yeah. He's not. He's not afraid of getting into a boxing ring with, with Bud Crawford. Why? Why would he be? Right. right. But you know, it, it's one of those things, like you mentioned before, just kind of trying to build himself up and, and, and make it the most lucrative fight possible when it does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um... Both of them, you know, look, talking trash back and forth, that's just part of the game, right? That's that you keep you keep each other's name in in the presses, you know, in social media. So like that's part of it. And they both understand that. Um, but I think both of them, after every fight, they look at the numbers and they're saying, doesn't make sense right now, right? Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta build our fan base up, we gotta build up some more hype. So let's do another another fight. So yes, Bud Crawford is gonna say, Yeah, I want the fight. No, n- neither fighter is gonna say, nah, we don't want to do it right now, right? No fan wants to hear that. Yeah. But I think this is this is part of like the of, of the the performance, the performative part of boxing where Bud says, Yeah, I want the fight, I want the fight, I want the fight. But behind the scenes, they both agreed. But I'm gonna do this fight, man. You go find another fight, whatever. Yeah. Let's get our numbers up, and then let's let's try to make this happen because it makes more sense to get to maximize the dollar for each each side. Like mm-hmm. Bud Crawford don't want to just fight for ten million dollars less than he could make. You, you know what I mean? Like, no. Nah. Like, if you say, hey, wait a little bit longer, and let's let's get you know our, our pay per view buys up. Yeah, of course he's gonna wait for that. They're professionals. That's what mm-hmm. professionals do. Yeah, I I was so pissed off looking at Twitter this week when they announced this fight that he uh Spence is ducking. Come on, man. Come on. I even seen someone say Bud Crawford got shot in the head and drove himself to the hospital. Who he's not afraid of anybody. And I'm like, yeah, and Earl Spence flipped his car 900 times. Right. It survived. He ain't afraid of nobody. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but it, it's it's all a move. It, this was in play regardless. The only thing happened, the only thing that happened with this is when the pack fight got canceled, it just pushed it back a fight. But the the idea was for both of these guys, they both were chasing this this belt. Right. Yeah. They Crawford wanted a Pacquiao fight. Spence wanted to fight. They even went back and forth on social media when it was signed for Spence to fight Pat. Pat that Spence even said, "Oh, blame Bud. I mean, blame uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. He didn't get yeah. the fight done. I got it done. Oh well. Stop crying about it." They yeah. all wanted that. They all wanted that belt. It's all a power play to say, "Hey, listen, like you spoke about earlier, Jose. Who's the A side? Who's the B side?" Yeah. And yeah. it even comes down to being as petty as, you know, you wanting to split uh, of a, you know, 51-49 split or the purse. You know, anything, anything to say that, you know, I am I am the big name in this fight. These guys go for that. It, it, it even goes down to being the A-side so that you can be the, the last one to walk to the ring. Like, these guys do things like that. It's an ego play, and it's just that's just what this is. This wouldn't have, this would have been over if Spence wouldn't have never had that his injury or whatever, and he'd have fought Pat. You know what I mean? We wouldn't yeah. have been worrying about this. Yeah, I think that that injury really set things back because Pacquiao is still a huge name, mm-hmm. right? And if he was able to take that fight and beat Pacquiao, 
big payday for everybody coming up. And he would have destroyed Pack. I think. I wanted to yeah. see it. I wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, you know, Errol Spence, he, he's fought once in the last uh, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe he just wants another, he wants to get in there another time, you know, uh, uh, make sure he's at the top of his game before he jumps in with, with, with Bud. I mean, it could be just as simple as that. But no, I like I think you're right. He he wants that belt. He wants to kind of build his name up even more and say, hey, you know, I'm getting I'm getting the uh he said the A side or I'm I'm getting the more money, I'm getting I'm I'm walking out last, I'm the bigger name, blah, blah, blah. So that Spence that Spence and uh, Crawford fight will happen eventually. Yeah. Um you know, it, it's tough to get the timing exactly right, but with Crawford uh, not with Bob Arum anymore, I think that that they'll get it done. Yeah, and it's probably talks already, like you yeah. said, Jose. They probably these guys are friends, man. Just like you know, Sean Porter and Bud Crawford. Like these guys are friends. It, yeah. So it's like, hey, you know what? I could see Spence saying, "Listen, get away from that dude." You know what I mean? And listen, we're gonna make this happen, but let's like you guys been saying, like let's make it happen at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know? But these guys still wanna be that A side, that B side, and we're gonna, you know, and if it if it all aligns, right? So you got Spence, you know, he has a fight, Bud ends up fighting, let's say Thurman, or if, if Thurman gets through Barrios. Yeah. You know, those are those are solid fights. That you add into a resume that would leading to only broadening and making this fight even bigger between the Absolutely. two. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, cause I'm look, not mad at the move at all. Uh, me, me neither. Right? Like the next best thing, if he can't, if he can't get the fight with Pacquiao, is fighting Ugas. Ugas beat Pacquiao, right? You beat Ugas, you get the belts. Uh, but Bud fights. Um, he, he fights uh, uh, Keith Thurman. Right, beats Keith Thurman. Yes, when it there's more money for that fight after those fights for both of them than if they were to fight right now, and that's the difference between boxing and UFC is that the boxers, the promoters, everybody involved had that discipline to wait right for the right moment to make it the biggest fight possible. Uh, USC led by Dana White. And I'm, yes, I, I don't like Dana White. I, I always take shots at Dana White. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, Dana White acts like a fanboy. Like, yes, USC is wildly popular, right? They make money, they're profitable, but they can never set up super fights like they have in boxing, right? They can't do it. Like, I mean, yes, Conor McGregor, right? Like, they have a golden cow in Conor McGregor. Um, but had. had. <laughs> they went to that well one too many times. But, I mean, you know, that's more Conor McGregor just selling himself more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't, they, they could have a lot more big fights like this, but they just rush fighters way too early, man. Like, there's too mm-hmm. many young fighters that go up against, uh, experienced fighters especially in mma man like there's so much to that to that sport and um yeah man it derails the career in my opinion but boxing does a lot better job of managing the fighter's career and waiting for the right moment to have like the the big fight so everybody can get paid well, yeah and, and that's because in boxing you know each person has their own promoter yeah. that's looking out for them and their best interests you know they make all of their money off of that one fighter mm-hmm. uh you know, and, and so they want the biggest purses possible. They're going to protect them as they're coming up and developing and everything like that. And UFC, they don't care. 
Uh, they don't promote these fighters. You know, they have a, a ton of talent in the UFC, a ton, but they don't they, they don't promote them into into stars because what does it matter to them? Uh, you know, a, a recent example because you know you look at boxing, the fight everybody had wanted. You know, this is, you know years ago now was Floyd and Pacquiao. Right? Yeah, everybody wanted that fight, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Kept it and pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and you know it didn't happen until they were they were, you know, old. Uh, it was still one of the biggest fights ever, but mm-hmm. it, it could have been better. It could have been bigger, right? And then you compare that to UFC, where we got uh, our guy Israel Adesanya, you know, yeah. one of the best fighters in the world, uh, and he's kind of dominating his division. And then you look around and you see Paulo Costa, who's coming through and he's tearing through people. He was thirteen and zero, I believe. And instead of looking at Costa and saying. He's not really ready for Israel Adesanya. Like he he's he's getting these knockout wins and he's and it's exciting. You know, fans love him and everything, but he's not really ready. Let's let him develop for another couple of years. Give him, you know, X number of more fights to 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 get where we want him before we fight put him in there with Adesanya. They right. said he's undefeated. Put him in with Adesanya. And Adesanya destroyed him. Yeah. And and he's and he's been nothing since then. Yeah, you know, and, and you you kind of you're, you're cutting yourself, you know, you're you're, you're handicapping yourself uh, when you do that with your fighters. But the UFC doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, we can go on and on. We can do another show about that. The uh, some of the issues that uh, UFC has and how they can take lessons from boxing to to uh, really blow that sport up. But but all right, man. Uh, I think that's that's everything. Do we want to discuss anything else? I don't, I don't. I did want to ask y'all yeah. if it's not Thurman for Bud next. Who do you think he should fight? What would be a good fight for him? And should he wait? Should he wait for Thurman? For me, I think he should be waiting for Spence. Like I, I don't. Like you just you just had the big fight, right? Like yeah. you were, you know. You're, you're in everybody's pound for pound list, but you're getting criticism because you're kind of sitting around and you're not fighting top fighters. And then you go out and you beat Sean Porter, a, a great fighter. Uh, at this point, man, just sit back, see what happens with Spence and Ugas. And if Spence wins that fight, go ahead and make that fight. I don't think he needs to to do anything in the meantime. And and you certainly, look, I don't think this will happen to him, but you certainly don't want an Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk situation yeah. where you had 75 million on the table yeah. uh, and now it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, other I mean, I'm looking at, at, a, at a list right here. Like, other than Danny Garcia, like Danny Garcia is a is a good solid fighter, but like there's no real danger. I don't think of Bill Crawford losing to him. Uh, they got Virgil Ortiz on this list. I didn't know he, he went that high I, up. I was about to I was about to say I was about to name. I would he, avoid I would avoid he, Ortiz right now. <laughs> he, he, he called he called Bud out. He called Bud out. He said he I mean I don't I I think sure. Bud I think Bud would be him, but I, that's what I would wait. I would wait for it. like that. See, because Ortiz is is rising right, and he's a very good fighter right. If I'm Ortiz. I don't want to do that fight yet either. Let Crawford and Spence uh, fight, and then um, you can get the winner of that. That could be another big fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, like he doesn't have to. I mean, Pacquiao, I, I would still chase Pacquiao if Pacquiao's interested. I mean, Pacquiao's always interested in fighting, but he's running for president <laughs> right now. Um, that, that's I think that's why the Ugas fight is, is happening instead of the Pacquiao. But if you can get Pacquiao on your schedule, man, that's I mean, he's in he's the closest thing to Mayweather right now in terms of making money from a fight, mm-hmm. making huge money yeah. from a fight. Because as long as he keeps boxing, people are going to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. And you never really seen Pacquiao dominated in a fight. Like, yes, he's been knocked out, but, you know, like he wasn't, you know, that was, you know, you can call a lucky punch or whatever. He walked into the punch, but he was, he was winning the fight. Um, but, but if he can go in there and just dominate Pacquiao, that, that's something that you've never seen happen before. Yeah. That would, that would, uh, that that'd be a burning image in a lot of people's minds. So, yeah. All right. That's the, uh, well, no, hold on. I was going to say, let's end it on this and we we can discuss this at length, uh, another time. Okay. But right now, first impressions, Usyk versus Fury. Who do you have? (sighs) If they were able to, to, to make that fight, if he gets past Anthony Joshua, because Tyson's doing a lot of talking, <laughs> and uh, I got yeah, I got Usyk. I, I yeah. think Usyk is a much better boxer than Fury. Yes. Right? Uh, Fury's bigger. Um, he, he might be stronger, um, and you know he can take a hit. But I just don't see him really landing on Usyk. I think Usyk is a superior boxer. Now that I think about it, like he's just way more skilled. Right. Um, Usyk really changed my mind after that Joshua fight. Right. I've seen clips of him before that. You know, look, I, I look, I, I don't claim to be a, a boxing expert. Right. I slept on Usyk a little bit. You know, I seen a little highlights. I'm like, yeah, OK, he looks all right. But I watched that Joshua fight. and I was like, this man's the most skilled boxer in the heavyweight division. Right. It's just a matter of can he take those punches? And I think he he took those punches from Anthony Joshua really well. Um, Tyson Fury, you know, uh, when we did our last live stream um, after he fought Wilder, uh, we had a lot of fans in the comments just not liking the fact that we said Tyson Fury isn't that skilled of a boxer. <laughs> um, but the fact is, man, the, the heavyweight division isn't, you know, the, most of these boxers aren't that that skilled. Uh, but Usyk. Is somebody that can give you a boxing lesson, and I think, I think he would dominate that fight. Now, you know, I I, I don't see Fury beating Usyk. Wow, dominate! You think? Dom- I I think he would. I think he would dominate Fury because wow. I think I think Joshua. I think Joshua and Fury. I would pick Joshua in that fight. Um, but I think Joshua is a better boxer than Fury as well. But Usyk, nah, I don't think Fury. I don't think Fury has anything for him. <laughs> It's it's uh, it's hard to bet against the what he calls himself the Gypsy King. The Gypsy King, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Usyk is he is a good fighter, and I think that because he's not the the quote unquote sexy name, people sleep on these fights, and I think that would be a good fight. You know, everybody obviously wants to see Joshua and Fury because of all the hype that came before and all of that. But I think that would be a really, really good fight. So I hope that they can make it happen. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Fury. Slight. Okay. I, I think he. I think he'll outlast him. I do think he, for a big guy, he is he is pretty skilled for his size. Um, and... I'll give him. I'll give him this. He he's a little crafty, 
and and we can we can call crafty and dirty whatever that can that can mad they can go coincide if we want to but he he has a lot of tricks up his sleeve to frustrate fighters and I don't know if it was just Wilder who who fell into those traps or what but um yeah I I give the slight edge to the Gypsy King okay yeah so for me I'm going with Usyk I think Usyk wins a, a decision. Uh, I think it's a, a pretty comfortable win. I think that with Fury, you know, you 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 listen to a lot of boxing commentators and they, they talk him up a lot and about how you know he's the lineal champion after all, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's so skilled and and he's one of the greats and all this. And you listen to that enough and you kind of think, yeah, man, you know, you know what? I mean, he is pretty good. Right, you know, he's he 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 hasn't really been beaten, you know. He took out Klitschko and all this, but then on the other hand, I look, I say that this this guy boxed Deontay Wilder to a draw, and we all know Deontay Wilder can't fight. Uh, so <laughs> he can hit, but he can't. He can't. Yeah, box. he he. Yeah. You know, I, I shouldn't say fight. He can't box, uh, and he had a trilogy with Deontay Wilder, where I mean, he. He he was knocked unconscious in the first fight. He got knocked down what two or three times in the in the the last fight. Yeah, and, and again in that first fight he boxed Deontay Wilder to a draw. And if you do that, I'm gonna say you can't box. So <laughs> so I'm taking Usyk. I think the only you know the danger there is you know Fury is much bigger than him. Yeah, and it's gonna be again. Can you can you stand up to the punches for twelve rounds? But I think that Usyk will be able to stay on the move. I think he'll be able to use his jab and, 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 you know, go in and out quick combinations. I think he'll be able to keep uh, Fury off of him. Uh, I don't think that Fury will land too many big time shots and Usa gets the, gets the decision. Yeah. I think that's the key to it. If he can keep Fury off of him, because that's another thing. One of the things I call crafty or slash dirty is like Fury likes to lean and lay on his on his on his opponents, and he's a big dude, and he's much he's much bigger than Usyk. So if Usyk can keep him off of him like that, then you know I wouldn't be surprised if the outcome was the the opposite way. But and I wonder if that would be the strategy for that fight. Like he he would do that on. I mean, it's a perfect strategy for Wilder, right? Because yeah. Wilder has long arms, right? You want to smother him, um, but he's taller than than Usyk. I'm pretty sure he has a longer reach advantage. Yeah. Do you want Usyk to work the inside with his skills, right? Like, do you want you want to just bring him closer to your body and and he's just working you on the inside? I don't think you want to do that. Right. I would think he you want to keep him off your body, right? Um. Mm-hmm. But who knows? But I mean, look, the, the the thing about heavyweight is, you know, these guys are larger than life. So like one punch can change any fight. Yeah. But if we're just talking about the skills, man, I think it's not even a contest. I think Usyk is he's that dude, man. He's that dude. If you guys don't know about Usyk, man, you need to don't be like me. Don't be uneducated like me. <laughs> go, go watch him. <laughs> Make these fights happen, man. So yeah. we have something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Usyk and Joshua looks like they're heading towards a rematch. You know, we can yeah. t- say that for our next uh, podcast as well. But man, look, we are new here. Right. Um, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, make sure you follow us. If you're watching this on YouTube, man, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also hit that like. All right. Um, let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Man, Mikey, thanks for coming through, bro. 
Of course, B, man. as always, man. Look, this is like I said, man. This this is superpowers right here. All right, mm-hmm. this is superpowers. We uh, we're gonna be giving you more of this. Uh, let us know what you think about the topics. Let us know what you think about the show. All right, and uh, we will see y'all next time. Peace out.